remind me to upload for Tim tomorrow at 8 p.m. Listen to you getting Siri to be your bitch. Okay. Siri, what's a dick for? <laughs> Siri, please remind me that I'm a douchebag. <laughs> okay. Siri, look up the word pretentious in the dictionary. <laughs> Uh, Siri, Siri, please talk to me about my balls. I'm Aaron. Oh, okay. I, 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 just, I just dicked that all up. Yeah, thanks, Paul. <laughs> I, <laughs> all right. So you remind Paul to be not less sucky. <laughs> Hi, I'm Aaron. This is Paul. This is Tim. And welcome to episode two of Batman with Aaron Polly. Yeah. Is that right? Can that possibly be right? The dose. <laughs> El doso. Okay, so who's Batman in this equation? I'm dropped, assuming it's Aaron, right? Dropped a deuce. <laughs> yes, I am totally Batman. I'm Batman. You're totally not Batman. In the picture, you're Robin. Well, only because, you know, you slipped uh, uh, Jake, you know, some dollars. That's the only reason that happened. Well, I did pay him for it. By the so, way, yeah. by the way, Jake Ekus, dead to me. <laughs> Just, uh, and uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, we had um, our regular artist, Jake Ekus, uh, do a drawing of... Uh, for Batman with Aaron and Polly, and uh, I'll, I'll put I'll put the link in the show notes at ideologyofmadness.com. I think it's a good picture, especially Aaron. <laughs> I got to be Nightwing, so um, I don't really have any complaints there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. We'll just imagine Tim was Batman. Well, not Damian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, I don't know if you guys knew this or not, but Andrew was in town yesterday. What? Yeah, what? He Who's was town? at my town. He was in my town a couple of days ago. And then the men and the men and men. So he, uh, <laughs> the, re- the reason that he was in town was that his plane got diverted. And so he sent me a note and he said, uh, hey, Aaron, uh, it looks like my plane's going to, you know, land me at, uh, Dallas Fort Worth uh, International Airport. Um, you know, are you available to get together? And it was in the evening and I, you know, I sent him a note saying, man, sorry, no. Uh, I've got Ash Wednesday services on uh, Wednesday. I said, you know, so, you know, so apparently I'm giving up Andrew for Lent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Andrew. 
Yeah. yeah. Wow. You know, he, he was posting pictures on uh, Instagram, and he's like, at the yada, yada, yada in Washington, D.C. And I was like, you're in Washington, D.C.? That's only three hours away from me. He's like, well, I don't know if this is too late. This is Sunday morning, by the way. Mm-hmm. But I'm free all day Monday. Y- yes, it, it, it's, it's a little too late. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just called into work and said, hey, I've got a bad case of Andrew. I can't come in. Andrewitis. <laughs> My Andrews are flaring up. So Andrew was all over the country trying to see us this week. That's right. And, and we would not be seen. No. So let me, let me let me get this straight. He was in Paul's, basically Paul's backyard, Aaron's yard. He uh-huh. lives next to Wayne. <laughs> we sense like a pattern here. But yet no Tim. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. And he had business cards. What the fuck? Andrew, dead to me. <laughs> this is the dead to me cast. Yeah. Dead to me. Poor Andrew. Jim Carrey, dead to Aaron. (laughs) So, you know, I'm I'm excited. You know, this is our second episode of Batman with Aaron and Polly. It's a little late. Um, We we had intended to drop it in February, but, you know, by the time this episode drops, we'll only be 10 days late, right? That's not too bad. We like to call that the Knights of Rainsboro scheduling. (laughs) So so we're going to release this in March of 2015, is what you're saying. (laughs) No, um, just a little bit late. So, you know, we're going to try to get the, the next couple of episodes out, you know, on a, on a more regular schedule. But are um, we, Paul? Yeah. Are we're we, going we're gonna to try. Yeah, everybody's taking music next. We're going to be regular in Christ. <laughs> I have, I, I've had my emergency for the evening. So is that what it's called? Emergency? Vitamin C? Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that'll help. Yeah. 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 But, you know, it kind of worked out in the long run because... You know, when we originally had intended to chat today, we were only going to chat about one of the items that we're actually chatting about. And so much has happened in between when we were originally going to record and now, um, including a pretty huge announcement this week uh, from Rocksteady Games, that there is a new uh, Batman game coming out, Batman Arkham Knight, which is the supposedly the final Rocksteady Batman Arkham game. Um, now I say it in that manner because that's the exact way they say it. So they, they call it supposedly. <laughs> no, other than supposedly, <laughs> they say the final I mean, game. That, that might be a tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, they say it's the final Batman Arkham game from Rocksteady, which doesn't mean the final Batman game. Uh, you know, it, it just means you know that this is the end of their what they're considering the Arkham series. Uh, you know, there's rumors that they're going to do a Justice League game at some point. But uh, did you guys see the trailer for this one? Uh, the trailer's pretty hot. Isn't it awesome? This is pretty hot. The trailer's good, but I, I have a, I have a little bit of a concern. Okay. What's your concern, Tim? Well, here's my concern. Does there, Does everybody remember the um, the DC Online trailer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked hot. Really cool. Yeah. And anybody play DC Online? Uh, no. Wayne. Yeah, it was it was a yeah it was a turd sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've liked the Rocksteady Arkham series, so I, I don't I don't see that problem, but when I see a trailer like that, that's the first thing I think of. Yeah. Yeah. You know what that trailer put me in mind of though? Hmm. I, I I think that a a Batmobile chase and being chased game would be a fun game. Well, that's one of the big things about Arkham Knight is supposedly the city uh, for those who've played Arkham City or Arkham Origins, you know, it takes place in a section of Gotham City. Uh, supposedly, this is a much larger game. Um, it's only available for next-gen systems, PS4 and Xbox One um, and PC. Bastards. Uh, but you get to drive the Batmobile. 
huh. in this game. I huh. would I would be much more interested in a Harley Quinn undressed mini game. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there is you, you actually if you pre-order it, you get to play as Harley Quinn. Does that count? Uh, do, I, do I do I get to stand naked in front of a mirror? Probably because I'm in supposedly <laughs> with next gen graphics. Oh yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're down, aren't you, Tim? Uh, you know, I just might. <laughs> so, Aaron, you, Aaron, I, I convinced you to buy Arkham Origins. You did, and I like the game rather a lot, but I'm nowhere near to finishing it. You know, I gotta say, uh, uh, Uncharted uh, for PlayStation and the Batman series, the Arkham series, are the only games that I've completed every game in the series. Wow. Yeah, I, I completed Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Origins, and I've loved them all. And uh, so I'm really excited about this Arkham Knight game. Well, I, when you were in town, I probably should have had you sit down with me. Yeah, well, you know, next time I come in town, I'll go ahead and play. We'll, we'll, we'll take a week off work and just play the game. <laughs> Paul, why don't you just play this game, because I'm never going to beat this thing. That's I right. have to hit more than two buttons. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, the good thing about the PlayStation 4 is that it has the share button. So I can just share every video of my game so you guys can watch it like a movie. Ooh, nice. <laughs> well, I, I, I've not used that feature yet. We'll see how it works. Um, now, no official uh, date has been released yet, but um, pre-order uh, like at GameStop and Amazon are showing October 14th as the release dates, and people are saying that's probably pretty pretty accurate. Um, so I'm, I, I will definitely probably be taking a couple days off that week because I'm I will super definitely, psyched. I will definitely probably be taking a couple of days off. <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. <laughs> Rockstep is just the name of the developer, not the dates. <laughs> <laughs> Nor my English usage. Yes, yes. <laughs> so... In addition to that, uh, other big news in the Batman world uh, these last couple weeks is this new TV series coming to Fox. It's already gotten a series order. It's not going to pilot. Um, It's just going to skip the pilot, just start filming a series, kind of like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Um, But hopefully good. Hopefully good. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but Sif is going to be on. Is it going to be on? (laughs) Spoiler. (laughs) I'm still not convinced that S.H.I.E.L.D. is, is, is worth watching. Well, excited in my pants, Paul. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I will say that I'm two episodes behind on Marvel Agents of Shield, and uh, while each episode has been a little bit better from the last, that's really uh, you know it's not much of a distinction. Still got know. a long way to go, huh? It's shades of gray. It really is. I mean, there's still some fundamental problems with the show, but. Um, you know, I think that if we can uh, take some of these pretty people and scar them up and uh, maybe kill somebody or two, uh, you'd have a pretty good show there. <laughs> but there is there is some maiming that needs to occur because everyone is far too pretty. Well, luckily, it, it doesn't seem like we're going to have that issue necessarily with uh, the new Gotham TV series that's coming out. Right. Because, um, you know, I mean, not not every actor, I and mean, most of them they've hired have been attractive, but, uh, you know, they have Donal Logue playing a Harvey Bullock. Right. Which I think is a pretty awesome casting decision. Mm-hmm. I, I like that guy. I, I'm not, I've, I haven't seen really Sons of Anarchy, but, you know, I saw him in a couple of other TV series, and of course he was in Blade and things like that. So I, mean, I think he's a good choice. No, I think he's a good choice as well. But Paul. Yes, sir. Didn't, didn't, wasn't there a Pinkett cast in this show? Uh, it, there was a Jada Pinkett. 
Yeah, what what the hell, Paul? Well, and you know what's interesting? So here's the thing about Tears. What concerns me about this Batman series? Uh-huh. And it's that, you know, it takes place when Bruce Wayne is a young child. He's being played by David Mazuz, who was the uh, the lead child actor on that Kiefer Sutherland show, Touch. Right. Which um, I never watched, but... Yeah, nor did I. I don't think a lot no. of people did. Yeah, I, I think that's not on. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's why Kiefer's doing uh, 24 again. Um, but, you know, they also have, supposedly, and this is just for the first couple of episodes, or at least the first episode, Oswald Cobblepot, Selena Kyle, um, you know, and now they have... Uh, yeah. Selena's cast older than Bruce. Yeah, she's an old... Ch- he, he, he likes his women older. Well, you know, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, you know, I mean, their Aunt May is hot for a reason. Let's just say that. God damn it! <laughs> Spider-Man references have no place here, Aaron. <laughs> don't they, Paul? Uh, they don't. <laughs> so Jada Pinkett Smith is playing Fish Mooney, who is a new character, uh, like a crime boss created specifically for the Gotham TV series. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I'm just. I'm a little put off about the uh, the Pinkett. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about uh, how I don't know how I feel about that in general. I'm not a huge Jada Pinkett fan. Uh, and, and and nor should you be. Yeah, I mean, um, no, I do think Sean Perchwee being cast as uh, Alfred is pr- is a pretty great choice. Um, I I don't I don't know how long is he going to be like a kid. Well, I guess I for the duration be- of the series. Yeah, I think that the idea of the of the series is that the show is over when he puts on a cape. Yeah, that's, oh, that's supposedly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's the show's not about Bruce. I think Bruce is going to be in the background, right? It's hard to say. Yeah, I, I think it is primarily Commissioner Gordon's series. Well, yeah. it's Lieutenant Gordon, I guess. Now, you know what's interesting? The guy they, um, they cast for Commissioner Gordon, his name's Ben McKenzie. And we've had this conversation before because he was in the OC, and I'm a big OC fan. Um but he's also oh. been... Yes, sir. I'm sorry, you cut out there for a sec. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I'm afraid you did. Oh, okay. Well, I was saying he was in the OC, and I was a huge OC fan when it was... Um... Oh, Paul. <laughs> did I cut out there for a second? No, I'm just... Oh, Paul. No. <laughs> kind of... He should have. Yeah, you really should have. This whole OC fascination of yours is almost as disturbing as your love for Pacey Witter from TV's Dawson's Creek. Well, everyone loved Pacey. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think that was just you, Paul. <laughs> no, no. I have we fans have... on Twitter. Well, I, Pacey has fans on Twitter. <laughs> I heard you say that you have fans on Twitter. Well, I have followers on Twitter. Pacey has fans. <laughs> um, but this guy, Ben McKenzie, he, uh, he's also been in the TV show Southland, which was a great TV show. Um, it was on uh, TNT for a couple of years. But he also played Batman previously. Um, he was the voice of Batman in the Batman Year One animated movie. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he is now playing a young that he has now played a young Batman and is about to play a young Commissioner Gordon. Kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I I don't know how I feel about the TV show incorporating so many of Batman's Rogues Gallery into his childhood. Yeah, I don't care for that either. I don't really like that concept. Yeah. Um, you know, it worked. It worked. It only worked in Smallville because Michael Rosenbaum was really good as Lex Luthor. Well, and, you know, in those old Superboy stories that, I mean, Lex Luthor and Superboy knew each other. 
True, true. So, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I just have a problem that, you know, everybody that, you know, he's going to have a problem with as he's going to have a problem with as an adult, he'll somehow meet when they're children. Yeah. You know, it just seems stupid to me. Yeah. And, and the Jada Pinkett Smith being in this show bothers me a lot. <laughs> I can tell this is the fourth time you've referenced that. What bothers you so much about Jada Pinkett? What did, was she not excellent in the Matrix Revolutions, Aaron? She was not excellent in The Matrix Revolutions. Um, few were. <laughs> um, I just I can't I can't abide her, and uh, I just I, I hate that she's going to be on the show. Well, you know, hopefully she's just a crime boss that only pops up every couple of episodes, and it's, maybe she'll just be the big bad for the first season. Yeah, we'll see. Mm. We'll see, Paul, won't we? I, I, I will say it's funny how how casting affects things because I was super excited about this show. Now not so much. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, J, Jada Pinkett Smith takes some of the uh, luster off of it for me. <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith, dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> dead to me. Um, yeah. You know, before we move on from TV, did you guys watch Arrow this week? Um, no, I have not. Yeah, do not spoil Arrow. I'm not going to spoil Arrow, even though it was an excellent episode, but I do want to mention something about a preview for next week's episode. Okay. Is it going to spoil Arrow? No. <clears throat> well, the, 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 the next episode that's coming up is uh, about the Suicide Squad. Right. Uh, you know, which we already knew. I'm not spoiling anything. Um, but there is a shot in the commercial for it where there is a blonde woman, and you only see her from behind, um, you know, she's she's in prison. Uh, there's a blonde woman with pigtails, and it's an episode about the Suicide Squad. And it's are, you, are, you just, are you are you suggesting perhaps that this is Harley? I, I I think they are suggesting perhaps that this is Harley. No, I bet you the one shot they showed in the trailer is probably all that we're going to see of her in the episode. Right. You know, it'll probably be just like an Easter egg for fans, but I do think it's an interesting you know shot that I mean they they. In, they know the fans well enough to know that what that shot means. You know, there's no reason in the world not to include her in the show. I mean, she's never been used in any of the the uh, uh, movies. You know, I mean, no. you know, uh, the only thing we've ever seen her in is is the animated series and the comics. So why not bring her in? Unless well, she was in that Birds of Prey TV series. Oh yeah, she was. Aaron likes it. I love Birds of Prey. Oh god, I love that show. <laughs> I did. I love that show. Uh, Words of Prey is, is your Dawson Creek. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a fair assessment, yeah. I think that's fair. <laughs> I, I do love that show. Got it on DVD. I could, I could be watching it right now. That's okay. Paul it Dawson might, Creek it might be Dawson. running on mute on my TV right now. You know what we should do, Aaron? I'm not volunteering this, but I'm. <laughs> we, we should do a commentary on the first episode for a future that Batman first episode's there. fantastic. Well, it's got Batman in it, so I, I, I got Batman, in it, and it's got Joker in it. Yeah, that's right. And uh, they, they even I have Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know when this is, but I'm calling in sick. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening. Uh, not, not this episode, but eventually, it's happening. <laughs> Thank you.
Batman and Two-Face issue 28 came out. Yeah. Which was the conclusion of the Big Burn storyline, which... Um, I, I'm sorry, I, Well, I was just going to say that, you know, uh, we, we had commented over on the Funny Book show that uh, the Batman and Robin title, or what, the, what you now could just call the Batman and title, um, had really kind of lost its way after uh, Damien was killed. And, you know, the, the, the issues were really hit and miss. And then you came into this wonderful story that they told uh, with Batman and Two-Face, you know. Uh, and, I mean, oh, my God. Yeah, so this story started in issue... Um, 24. Yeah. So it's issues 24 through 28. It's, uh, and, um, you know, it features, you know, kind of a peek back at, you know, Bruce when he was a younger man. He dated this woman, uh, named Aaron McKellen. And, you know, she McKellen. was. McKellen. McKellen. Not McKellen. 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 Um, and she is one of a, you know, a, a, of a twin sister. Um, and, uh, they are crime bosses, essentially, or they were crime bosses. And so, and they have, you know, very strong ties to Two-Face. And, in, in fact, they were, uh, one of them was involved in the murder of his wife. And, you know, that led to the impetus of him becoming Two-Face, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, this it was a five-part series. And like Aaron said, you know, when it came along, we, I think most of us were just kind of ready to hop out oh, on yeah. Batman and Robin. Absolutely. And Batman and Robin having been, you know, when, when it was Batman and Damien, uh, was my favorite comic. I mean, I just, I, 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 and I think, you know, uh, Tim was right there with me that uh, that was just one of the best Batman series around. Yeah, and yeah, but I was, I was sad when it, when it, when it, uh, it took that turn. Yeah, I mean, I think it just kind of, I don't know if they just didn't know what to do with it, or, I mean, maybe the, it was just their intention, but the storyline sucked after Damien died. Yeah, but uh, but series completely redeemed by this Batman and Two Face story. Mm-hmm. And so, Paul, yes, what sir. made the story so good? What what was it about this story that uh, turned you on? You know, I have to say, the it, it, what turned me on to the story at the beginning is not what it, it, it kind of took a flip for me towards the end. In that, you know, the the McKillen storyline really fascinated me. Um, I loved those new characters; they were very interesting. I loved how they had a new origin for Two Face, and I liked it. I liked the origin. I liked the way it was told. I loved the art and how you know how emotional this was that these one of these sisters was willing to kill herself just to you know just to to let her sister get out of prison. Um, and it just it, it was just this great emotional story. And and the problem I had with the ending was that the McKillen storyline doesn't really have a big payoff at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, it does flip, I, and it becomes more of a two-faced story. It does. It does. But I will say that, that I think the, the last issue of this story, issue 28, 28, promises something else from the McKillen story. Yes, I think... Like there's, the, there's more to come there. Yeah, and I'm not going to spoil... Well, we are... We, we are going to spoil it because yes. we kind of have to. Yeah, you know, it does seem like you know the McKillen sister may become the new Two Face, right? Um, because the Harvey Dent Two Face off panel, mind you. So at at some point, some writer could undo this. Uh, but I think it is intended to stick at least as far as Pete Tomasi is on the title. Um, you know, Two Face shoots himself in the head. Yeah, in issue twenty eight. Yeah, and you could you know it, it, he you have a full page of him holding the revolver up to his head. And then off page, 
gunshot, blood flip, you know, shot across the room, across his wife's picture, um, and then it just kind of fades to black. And you could say, well, they didn't show it on, on panel. But, you know, it's also a comic book. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I certainly easy enough to undo, but I think this, this one sticks for a while. Yeah, I think so, and deservedly so. It is that the scene in which Harvey Dent Two-Face kills himself was fantastic. Well, you know, one of the things about this story, and this this is going to be a point that comes up when we talk about our favorite Two-Face stories, Um, but, you know, one of the things that drives me crazy about almost any story that Two-Face shows up in is Batman's attempt to redeem him, you know, Mm. Uh, because, you know, Bruce and Harvey were friends – Batman and Harvey work together, um, and so Batman always feels this responsibility to redeem Harvey, not just beat the hell out of him and throw him in Arkham, but to cure him, right? And we see that all the way through, you know, the the canon of, of, of Batman Two-Face stories up to and including uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, right? Um, and I get a little tired of that story. You know, at some point, Batman really ought to say, you know what, this fucker's not going to change. I just need to beat the crap out of him and throw him in Arkham, right? I liked this story because there is this page where uh, Batman and uh, Two-Face are fighting. And, you know, Two-Face confronts him. And, uh, you know, he, he says, yeah, Crusaders, all a holy trinity of law and order, except you let McKillen destroy my life like you did, Bruce. He says that to Batman. Mm-hmm. And there is this look on Batman's face. It's not just, wow, he knows my secret. It's, you know, uh, he's broke my heart. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is there is. And that's one of the, the, the hallmarks for me of the Batman and series is that. This series has got a fuck ton of heart, you know, when there was that moment back when it was Batman and Damien where Damien, where Batman hugs his son. Mm-hmm. And it was just this long time coming where and all of a sudden, you know, as, as big and brusque as Damien would act, he's a little boy being held by his father, you know. And, you know, we had all made the comment and I was like, you know, this needs to be a Father's Day card for crying out loud. You know, because I mean, I it's just, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, it was beautiful. And that's one of the things that I'll say about, you know, the work that they're doing in this title is that it is chock full of heart. And sometimes it's it's misplaced, you know, like the, the sentiment between uh, when they were doing the, the, the Requiem storyline. You know, a lot of that didn't stick for me. Some of it did, but not 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 a lot of it. You know, like the uh, the Nightwing Batman story was fantastic. Yeah. Right. But you remember the Jason Todd story? You that know, was not good at all. Yeah. Right. So I mean, there, there was some hit and miss there, but this absolutely hit. And then later in the book, and you know, like I said, I don't really care for you know the Batman trying to redeem. Uh, Two-Face all the time, but the thing that stuck with me is when Batman's talking to him about, you're forgetting the third side of the coin. You're forgetting what about when the coin lands on its edge. You Mm -hmm. know, there's that piece of it. And, you know, Batman came at him a different way, and it was beautiful. And, of course, that plays, you know, kind of into uh, Two-Face taking his own life. And and the best part about that scene with Two-Face taking his own life, for me, Mm-hmm. You know, it, it had a, it had a very um, what was that Chris Nolan movie Inception? Mm-hmm. You know how Inception, you know the the the, the 
the his t- the little top is spinning at the end, and you don't know if he's in the dream or not. Right. Sorry, I I, I just ruined the end of Inception. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> um, but in Batman and Two Face, Two Face flips the coin and shoots himself without waiting to find out what it says. Yeah. Um, you know, the coin is still rattling around when he right. shoots himself in the head. Like he, you know, he he makes a decision of his own accord. Right. And you know, it's the fi- it's, it's his final decision. Yeah. I, I thought the story was beautiful, and I it I, I I am so taken by the work that Pete Tomasi and Patrick Gleason are doing on this book because the artwork absolutely works hand in hand with the story. It is such a marriage uh, between you know words and art. It's mm-hmm. it's amazing to me how what a what a fine story this is. You know what I one thing that. We've, you know, we mentioned this earlier. You know, it's like it's comics. You know, so who knows if he's dead or not? Right. Um, but one thing that I have enjoyed, in part, about this the new Fifty Two, is that because it's new, I guess they are giving their creators a little bit of leeway to make definitive choices. Sure, they may be undone at some point, but you know, this isn't Two Face in prison. Two Face is dead at the end of the storyline. Um, right. You know, and that's something that we, in years, we never got anything like that. You know, Batman villains didn't die because Batman villains sold toys. They sold cartoons. You know, they they didn't kill the Batman villains. They, you know, there was the the revolving door that, you know, of Arkham um, pre-New 52. And in New 52, they've they've gone a little, you know, they've, you know, they've made some some changes that seem like they're going to stick around for a little bit, um, which I've enjoyed. You know, I, I, you know, I I do think that this, uh, this was... If this were to be the last Two Face story, which of course it's not going to be, right? But it would um, be very satisfying. It would be very satisfying. It would be yeah. like you know, it had a very, it had very much that feel of Craven's Last Hunt for me. Yeah, um, which was the last Craven story for about twenty years, uh, you know, until they, I guess, his son or whatever took over for him. Yeah, but, and know, quite quite lame, by the way. Yeah, terribly, terribly yeah. done. But you know, the fact that you know, the, but this had a very similar feel to that story for me. You know, it, it felt like a definitive ending to. The Two-Face Saga, you know, he Bruce tried to redeem him multiple times. It wasn't going to happen, you know, and just the way that he went out was perfect. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. So if you're trying to get those, that's Batman and Two-Face issues 24 through 28. Um, it's not available in uh, hardcover or anything like that just yet. Right. Um, but I'm sure it will be. Yeah, well, you know, they, they they have been releasing uh, Batman and Robin in hardcover. Some of them they're just doing straight to soft covers, but they have been doing them in hardcover, uh, I guess because the sales are there. Uh, and I'll be picking it up. I, I This will be a book, I, this will be a story I go back to and read yeah, again. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you do wait for the hardcover, I think it's probably going to be volume four or five. It looks like it's going to be volume five. Wow, so they're still probably a ways away from releasing that. They haven't even announced it yet. But uh, you know, definitely pick up the issues if you can get a Comicsology special or something. It's a even if you pay full price, it's it's just a damn it, story. It is, it is worth worth the purchase. So you know that brings us to our favorite Two Face stories. Yep. And you know, I, I joked a little bit before the podcast that it would be a short conversation, <laughs> and um, I still think it's going to be because you know as, I love Two Face as a character, but it occurs to me that my favorite Two Face stories are, you know, I have a couple in the comics. I really do. But my, my favorite interpretations of Two-Face typically are the ones from the cartoons. Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is your favorite interpretation of 2 No, it's really um, Billy D. Williams. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, 
but no, I, you know, I, I loved the the cartoon Two Face. Yeah. I, I loved you know the uh, the Batman animated series that that two part story arc that introduced him um, was one is one of my favorite Two Face stories. Now there are some good comics, but I'm going to let you go first and let's see what you got. Okay, well I'm just going to go ahead and lead with my very favorite Two Face story ever in the history of ever, and it is uh, the Gotham Central storyline Half a Life. Um, by Greg Rucka, Michael Lark, and, you know, you may remember Greg Rucka. He has a current uh, creator-owned comic out now called Lazarus that he's also doing with Michael Lark, and it's amazing. Uh, I'm a huge fan of it. But, uh, you know, Gotham Central is really one of the best comics to, to come out, uh, in my opinion, over the last, what, 15 years. Um, you know, Gotham Central is, a, is kind of... Is, is really about what happens at the Gotham PD during the daytime because they've got to hurry up and solve their crimes during the day or Batman will come in at night and solve them for them. And so there's a lot of pressure to, to you know, beat the bat, as it were. And this Two-Face story is about how Two-Face has a uh, inappropriate fascination with Renee Montoya and wants to – strives to break her down so that she'll realize how much she loves him. Of course, she doesn't uh, love him. Uh, but he does tend to break her down, so he outs her to the uh, police uh, to the police department because she had been in the closet uh, as a lesbian and, you know, uh, just does one thing after another to, to really, you know, uh, bust her up. But, you know, she overcomes that and overcomes him, and it's just – it's a fantastic story. I absolutely love Half a Life. And Paul might not say it on the show, but I know that Paul has never even read a single issue of Gotham Central. Paul, how could you? I have never read a single issue of Gotham Central. And I I want to. I just never got it. Come on, just, Paul. You know, I never picked it up when it came out. And, um, you know, I, I, I do plan to pick it up because I think they've been re-releasing them in uh, nicer hardcovers. Absolutely. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to, to getting into that because I do hear great things about that series. And Michael Lark's artwork is just fantastic. I do like his artwork very much. I mean, I, I have enjoyed his art on Lazarus. And Ed Brubaker and Greg Rucka uh, co-wrote that series. So each one would do their own arc. Uh, and so you've got these two powerhouse writers uh, really just churning out some fantastic uh, police procedural stuff. Uh, I mean, it's it's just great. It, I, I really can't speak highly more highly about it. I was really when they first started pitching, you know, the Gotham TV show. I was really hoping it would be more like a Gotham Central. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be less like a Gotham Central. Hmm. But anyway, I, I, I love it. So, Paul, tell me, tell get throw me a Two Face story. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Faces, which was a three part Two Face arc from Batman Legends of the Dark Knight that appeared in issues 28 through 30, um, written and drawn by Matt Wagner. And uh, Aaron, you would probably not care for it if you've not read it. um, Why would I not care for it? I like Matt Wagner. It's a circus-based story. Oh, God, I can't read that shit. (laughs) Um, Because Two-Face, basically, you know, he, he, he surrounds himself with a freak show. You know, he, he, you know, he brings in a freak show as his, as his new family. Um, you know, and I, I'm not a huge fan of, of circus storylines, but you know, I remember when this this book came out, and I just the it, it was my first real exposure to Matt Wagner art because I was never you know I didn't pick up Grendel or anything like that. 
Um, and what this, about Mage? Or Mage. Really? Yeah, I mean, I have since. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, this was, this comic book started in 1989, and this was issue 28, so this was probably about 1991. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, 1991, 1992 that this arc came out, and, you know, I, I was not familiar with Matt Wagner, and his art on this uh this series just kind of like blew me away. I loved his art style, you know, his his art deco sensibility um and it, I just I I think still it's a visually stunning storyline. I you know, I've become a fan of Matt Wagner ever since. Yeah. But you know, I, so not necessarily for the storyline itself, but for the moody art and uh you know, just a a, a great book to look at. Well, I will check that out. You should. I will. So what else you got for me, Aaron? Well, yeah, I, I'm going to give you throw you two because they're really you know two parts of the same story, even though they are you know big, huge uh, stories in and of themselves. But it's uh, by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale, Dark Victory and the Long ha- Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love both of those books. Um, I, Tim Sale's artwork is just so well suited to telling stories in Gotham. And he's got this just very surreal sort of style in drawing Harvey. And I, I, I get a big kick out of it. And uh, I got to say, The Long Halloween and uh, Dark Victory are, are really two of my favorite Batman books in general, much less uh, favorite Two-Face stories. Yeah. And those stories heavily inspired the Batman Dark Knight uh, movie. Yeah. I'm sorry, Tim, what were you saying? I was just going to echo, I, I did like The Long Halloween Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, I love Long Halloween. You know, I picked that up. I remember I was uh, I was on vacation, and there was a Hastings uh, around the corner. And so I had gone in, and they had this uh, trade paperback area. And everything was on sale. I don't know if the Hastings was going out of business or something, but everything was like 50% off. And I had never read The Long, Long Halloween before. I was like, oh, that's a good opportunity. It's 50% off. Picked it up and uh, just fell in love with that book. You know, read it all the way through my vacation. It was fantastic. It is. It's a fantastic book. I, the Long Halloween, I have the Absolute Edition. Ooh, I bet that's nice. Oh, it's so nice. But at the same time, I bought it all digitally anyway because you can't really, like, sit down with an Absolute Edition and sure. read it like a normal book. Does it combine Dark Victory or is it just the Long Halloween? It's just the Long Halloween. There is a Dark Victory Absolute Edition. Yeah. I do not have it yet. <laughs> but it will be mine. It will be. Well, I've got two more, um, but they kind of go hand-in-hand, even though they have nothing necessarily to do with each other other than theme. Right. Which is the theme of Harvey Dent getting his face back. Okay. Um, you know, and that there's Two of a Kind, which was written and drawn by Bruce Timm, and it was in uh, the original Batman Black and White series. So it's just a short story. Right. Uh, and it's about Harvey Dent, um, you know, th- this, this woman... Uh, doctor basically fixes his face and they fall in love, um, but she's just a, a bad egg. And, you know, she, and, and, and she just leads him down the wrong path anyway. Like he, like he was destined to, to go bad. Um, and, uh, you know, it, just a great story because, again, it's Bruce Tim and, you know, it, like I mentioned earlier, that animated uh, series episode you know, the, of the Bruce Tim universe was is, is amongst my favorite uh, right. two-face stories. I also like. Face to Face, which is a, a Batman storyline that was written by James Robinson with art by Leonard Kirk, um, who are the current team on the new Fantastic Four book from Marvel. Right. Um, it ran in Detective Comics 817 to 820 and Batman issues 651 to 654, and it was the one year later storyline after Infinite Crisis. Um, 
And so, you know, Infinite Crisis ended with the superheroes, you know, Connor Kent had died. And, you know, the superheroes had kind of gone into disarray. Superman, um, so in all the titles jumped ahead one year, and that year was filled in, the gap of that year was filled in in the series 52. And, you know, so, um, you know, Superman, he came back, he was written by Jeff Johns and Pete Woods, and Batman was originally going to be written by Grant Morrison, but there was a delay, and so they kind of had this fill-in arc, which was face-to-face, James Robinson, Leonard Kirk, and it was Batman and Robin coming back to Gotham after this year-long absence, and um, there is a, a person who is murdering supervillains. And in the arc, um, both the original ventriloquist and the KG Beast are murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and the person who is investigating the killings uh, is a reformed Harvey Dent. His face has been fixed, and Bruce Wayne, or Batman, trusted him to keep an eye over Gotham in his absence. You know, kind of like, you know, when Daredevil went to prison, he turned his thing over to, to um, Iron Fist. No, after, when Batman was away, he you know he turned his city over to be protected by a reformed Harvey Dent. Right and now, unfortunately, by the end of the storyline, Harvey has turned back into Two Face, and he he cuts his own face up to become uh, Two Face. But it was I really enjoyed the hell out of that story. Um, and not only do I love it for the Two Face aspect, but I love it in that uh, I love the fact that it killed the original ventriloquist. Um, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, as much as I like the original ventriloquist, I actually do prefer um, the, the, the lady who took over for him, Peyton Riley. Um, and I really like the new ventriloquist in the new 52. So, but, you know, Arnold Wesker, I, you know, he never really struck a chord with me. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, when he got shot in the head, I was okay with him. So, I mean, I think those are all great stories. But, you know, I, I have to say, I don't think I've got another good Two-Face story to choose from. Yeah. I think you he's know, very I'm, limited in, in in what the type of story you could tell about him. Yeah, but now, boy, you, did you guys like the Aaron Eckhart Two Face and Dark Knight? I have to say no. No, I, I will say Aaron Eckhart did a great job as Harvey Dent. But for me, the Two Face storyline of that movie was the weakest point of that movie um, because it just felt rushed by the time that, he became Two Face. And that's my feeling as well. It, it gave us a. Uh, an additional villain in the movie that I didn't think we needed, you know, and I think Two-Face could have carried his own movie, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to, you know, cramming him in there and, you know, and, and doing what, what they did with him. I just, I would have preferred more time with Two-Face rather than the rushed amount of time that we had. But no, I, th- I thought Aaron Eckhart was great in that role. Um, I just would have liked to have had an opportunity to spend more time with him. Yeah. It's just, and it was, you know, it, 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 was, it resolved way too quickly. Yeah. You know, in, in that, you know, I mean, the way he went out was just, it wasn't enough of a payoff for what they were building to. Um, you know, if, if they had cut that movie 20 minutes earlier, I, I actually probably would say that was a great, you know, idea to do a Two-Face. Uh, but, you know, what they ultimately ended up doing with them just wasn't worth it. Yeah. How, how do you feel about it, Tim? I I liked it, but I also I recognize the fact that it, they didn't need to put him in with him in a movie with with the Joker. Yeah, you know it's kind of like the uh, Talia Al Ghul in The Dark Knight Rises. You know, hey, 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 we got five minutes knowing her as Talia Al Ghul, and she wasn't near hot enough to be Talia. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, nowhere near hot enough to be Talia Al Ghul. 
it, it seems like people just don't realize that. How hot Talia Al Ghul is supposed to be. Besides that, yes. <laughs> um, just that, you know, two villains is just too many um, sometimes in a, in a superhero movie. Well, but hey, you know, in the Spider-Man movie this summer, you're getting like 15 villains. So <laughs> uh, I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll be the first superhero movie that's successful at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going back to comics, uh, this week, Forever Evil number six came out. And even though it's not specifically a Batman book, we wanted to talk about it because it has a very uh, important, you know, it has some very important Batman slash Nightwing scenes. Um, now, Aaron, you know, you read it yesterday. You bought it when it came out on Comixology. Yes. And I hadn't read it yet, so I went to buy it today, um, and I have read it. I should, you know, long story short, I have read it, but, uh, you know, it was a bitch because Comixology got hacked. Duh. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, you know, I, 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 uh, this morning I got an email from Comixology saying, hey, um, sorry to let you know, but uh, we kind of had a security breach. And because we can't do our job right, you need to change your password. That shit pisses me off, Paul. You know, I, 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 am, I, am, I don't know who to be pissed at lately when it comes to that kind of stuff because it's happening – very frequently lately. You know, I've had to change my debit card because of the Target shit. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, you know, who, who, uh, you know, it, it do, it, I'm mad at the retailers for not having better security, and I'm mad at the hackers for, for screwing over the middle class people. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like, I get it if you want to take it out on the 1%, but the rest of us Joes who are, you know, just normal people, you know, it's not like, you know, Bill Gates doesn't shop at fucking Target, you know, <laughs> so you're not hurting him. You're hurting the rest of the people when you do that kind of stuff. And so, you know, when you're hacking comicsology, you're kind of screwing over the little guy. I guess what bothers me about it, Paul, is that the, the message from comicsology, you know, essentially stated, yeah, sorry we had a breach, but don't worry. We've got it all fixed. So just go take care of your password. We're all fixed now. Well, if you're all fixed now, why weren't you all fixed before the crime happened? That's my concern. Yeah. I mean, because the reality is, is that we're still vulnerable. You know, it's going to happen again. This, this, this is not the first time this has happened. It's like Battlestar Galactica. If this has all happened before, it will all happen again. <laughs> you know, and, and it just irritates the living shit out of me. Because it just seems like there's this cavalier attitude of just, oh, well, we had a security breach. I really think that when, you know... There's a security breach when somebody, you know, has access to my protected health information, when somebody has access to my financial information, or somebody, for fuck's sake, has access to my comic books. I need someone to be punished. I need someone <laughs> to die. That's right. I need, I, I need, there needs to be some kind of seppuku, or <laughs> I just, I need there to be some punishment. I think we need Batman on the case. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, but you know, Batman's just going to knock him around and throw him in Arkham, and they'll eventually get back out again. I need, I need a more ultimate solution. <laughs> I need the Punisher. Yeah, but uh, you know, here's what Comicsology told me this morning, dear comics reader. <laughs> in the course of a recent review and upgrade of our security infrastructure, we determined that an unauthorized individual accessed the database of ours that contained usernames, email addresses, and cryptographically protected passwords. Payment account information is not stored on our servers. Even though we store our passwords in a protected form, as a precautionary measure, we are requiring all users 
and please note requiring, because that was a pain in the ass, uh, requiring all users to change their passwords on the Comixology platform and recommend that you promptly change your passwords on any other website where you use the same or similar password. We've taken additional steps to strengthen our security procedures and systems, and we will continue to implement improvements on an ongoing basis. Please note that we will never ask you for personal or account information in an email, so exercise caution if you receive emails that ask for personal information or direct you to a site where you are asked to provide personal information. We apologize for the inconvenience. If you have any questions, please contact us. Sincerely, Comixology. Now, I love my friends at Comixology. I do. I mean, this is where I'm getting my comics. I, 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 but damn it. Couldn't you have just made sure that you had your upgrades in place before the crime occurred? Did you guys ever see the uh, South Park Cthulhu episode? No, I did not. To, to, to sum it up, uh, BT was responsible for drilling into the earth far enough that uh, Cthulhu came out. And so they showed the BP president going, we need to do another commercial. I'm <laughs> going, we're sorry about 15 times while he's doing cute things like petting a cat or eating an ice cream. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what I got from Comicsology there. Yeah. yeah. But I was able to get in and pick up a couple of comics this week, including that Forever Evil number six, which Oof. is the uh, penultimate issue. It's so good. Of, uh, of the series. Uh, and, and, you know, even though it says Nightwing's final fate revealed. Not really. Kind of not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not really. Um, so, beyond that, still an excellent fucking book. Oh, yeah. Fantastic book. Um, you know, so in this issue, Batman and, you know, the Batman, Catwoman, and the forces of Lex Luthor, you know, Black Manta, Destro, um, a couple of other folks, uh, basically storm the downed watchtower where Dick Grayson is being held captive. Um and the grid, which is the, uh, you know, the Earth 3, Earth 2, Earth 3, um, the Earth 3 version of Cyborg, um, has taken Apocalyptin, Apocalyptian, Apocalyptin, uh, Apocalyptin, uh, technology and designs and, uh, put Dick Grayson in a murder machine. The, it's called the murder machine. Which is a, essentially a bomb that can only be deactivated when Dick Grayson's heart stops. So you murder him so that you don't blow up is the intent of the machine. Correct. Mm. It, forces, it forces your friend to kill you to make sure that your friend doesn't die. And um, this uh, this will be, you know, Tim, all right, do you want to hear this? Just do it. <laughs> if it's inevitable, it? just sit back and enjoy it. Is what Tim is saying. Yes. Uh, so you know, Batman is uh, you know he 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 he's very caring on Dick Grace to Dick. Um, and he says, "I'm." I'm Are you s- saying that Bruce loves Dick? Yes. And you know, he 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 says as much in this episode, in this issue. You know, but he says, you know, I'm sorry about what happened with the Joker. I'm sorry I shut you guys out. Blah 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 blah. You know, they have a very touching moment. Uh, before Lex Luthor zaps him and kills Dick Grayson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that being... Sorry. S- <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. Sorry about that, Bruce. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, what's... Uh, it, but even though, you know, it's a Nightwing's final fate, you know, Lex Luthor kills him, it kind of gives the impression that, okay, well, we can still bring him back to life. He's only been dead for a couple minutes. Um, which I think is what's going to happen for every rule number seven. You know, so yeah, because bring- Luther, yeah, Luther keeps saying, you know, there's still time, there's still time. You know, yeah. So, but the 
as as interesting as that was, and I did think the murder machine was kind of a, a nice ploy to you know make somebody else kill you, kill the guy. Um, I thought the other stuff in this issue was even more cool. Um, you know, b- you have got this great scene where uh, Black Manta is just killing a- Alfred from Earth Three a lot. <laughs> Yes, he is. Just killing the fuck out of Alfred. <laughs> and, you know, since Alfred from Earth 3 is a murderous fuck to begin with, that's okay. You know, he's not my Alfred. I don't have to worry about this. But it's just so satisfying. Just, I mean, he is just stab, 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 and he stab, stab, stab. It's great. <laughs> There's just blood all over Black Manta's helmet. It's fantastic. Well, after Sinestro killed Powering last ep- ep- last issue, the, right. it's a bit on. Well, and uh, Jesse Quick, not Jesse Quick. What's his? Uh, what's the uh, Earth Three Flash's name? Uh, Johnny Quick. Some, yeah, Johnny, Johnny Quick. Quick. Johnny oh, Quick. Ooh. Oh my God, it's rough. Well, you know he's fighting. What is it? Uh, Captain, Captain Cold. Cold. Mm-hmm. And so you know he's making fun of Captain Cold and his cold gun. And he's like, I don't shoot a freeze ray. Any chucklehead can shoot a freeze ray. And he's like, oh, really? And he says, you know, it's not a freeze gun. Skid mark, it's a cold gun. And he says, same difference. And he's like, no, it's not. A lot of guys shoot ice, but I don't freeze things. I eliminate movement altogether. I stop Adam's cold. I am the man who mastered absolute zero. And Johnny Quick says, which absolutely doesn't matter if you don't have your finger on the trigger. And uh, Captain Cold says, nah, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells is his code word. And his voice trigger activated, and it solid freezes Johnny Quick's leg, followed up immediately by Captain Cold kicking the shit out of Johnny Quick's leg, shattering it. <laughs> I mean, it is so brilliant, and just the, the the scream that you see, you know, the 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 soundless scream of Johnny Quick watching his leg shatter into you know, all these different pieces is just fantastic. And he he follows it up with "Wait until it thaws out." <laughs> <laughs> well, and then if that wasn't bad enough, uh, Mazaz, I guess. Oh. My God! Uh, well, you know how they've had the the bad guy that that everybody from Earth Three is afraid of, right? You know they've got him with a bag over his head, tied up. Don't take the tape off his mouth. Well, the 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 League of Injustice or whatever the Le- Legion of Doom or whatever they're called comes in, busts up the Earth Three uh, supervillain party, and they're like, and and who was it? Luther said, "Kill everybody," right? Isn't that what Luther told him? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he said, kill everybody. Actually, it might have been Black Manta. Okay, well, one of them said, kill everybody. And so they come in, and they're like, well, we don't know. This guy's being held hostage. Is he one of them or not? So they pull the bag off his head, take the tape off, and Paul tell us the rest. Well, uh, it turns out to be Alexander Luther of Earth-3, who is also Earth-3's Shazam. Or Mazaz. Mazaz, you know, the Shazam backwards. Um, So he's like the Black Adam slash Lex Luthor of Earth-3. And, uh, you know, Johnny Quick, as if losing his leg wasn't bad enough, he gets his neck snap, too. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's crawling away with his stumpy, frozen leg, you know, spurting blood. And he's like, please, please. And, uh, you know, Mazaz or, you know, evil Lex Luthor, Alexander Luthor from Earth 3 just twists his neck right on around. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, this book is fantastic. And Paul, if they kill off Mazaz 
Alexander Luther from, from uh, Earth 3, I'm going to be so disappointed. Yeah. I, 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 they've got to beat him, of course, but I want him to come back. I want to see more of this guy. Well, what I like about it, you know, this goes back to the whole thing that I was saying about Batman and Two-Face is, you know, that they're, they are playing for keeps on a lot of these stories. You know, the, the, you know, the villains, you know, from Earth 3, the crime syndicate, you know, they're not taking them down. They're freaking killing them. Yeah. You know, they are biting it bad. You know, they're, well, they're and, ambitious ways. And I'm fine with the stakes that we've been playing with so far, but I, I am so excited about Mazaz that uh, I, I just I need to see more of it. I've been saying that ever since I read it last night. Mazaz! You know, hoping that I would, I would summon down the Black Lightning. Now, my only bummer on this is that because it's Earth 3, right, right. Um, you know, we are clearly losing the infinite crisis. Lex Luthor, Earth 3, Alexander oh, Luthor. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, so that, that stuff is, you know, infinite crisis is, is basically gone because this is, you know, he's introduced as a new character. Right. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, so the crisis on infinite Earth, you know. Yeah, I kind of already assumed that we've lost those guys, though. I did, too, but, you know, it, when you get confirmation of it, it's like, ah, eh, you know, that's a bummer. But at the same time, you know, Infinite Crisis is always there. It's a great story. I love the hell out of Infinite Crisis. You know, this is Jeff Johns um, as well. So, And actually, that Alexander Luther died, if I remember correctly. He was killed by a Joker at the end of uh, Infinite Crisis. Well, so I, 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 I'm pretty happy with this. Yeah, I, it's a great story. I, I'm loving it. I loved I loved this issue, and, you know, I there's still quite a bit to wrap up in issue seven. Yeah, it almost feels, I mean, it almost feels like issue seven's going to have to be double-sized, because think about everybody that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, we haven't seen Superman on a single page of this story. Yeah. Yeah, you know? or Aquaman or Wonder Woman, right? Yeah, and who knows? Maybe we won't at the end of the storyline. Yeah, maybe. You know, because, you know, the DC universe is going to skip ahead to the end of Trinity War after, I mean, excuse me, the end of this after um, Forever Evil ends. And, you know, Lex Luthor is the head of the Justice League. Yeah. In, you know, in the in the Justice League after after this. So maybe maybe they're still lost somewhere. Yeah. Could be. I thought I thought this issue is just fantastic. I, I very, very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now now, you know, I picked up something and uh convinced Paul to read it. <laughs> um I uh I had read a little bit about something that was going on in two comics that I'm not reading, which is the Batman Superman book, uh, which is Greg Pak and Jay Lee. And while I'm really enjoying the writing that Greg Pak is doing over in Action Comics on Superman, not a big fan of the artwork of Jay Lee on this story. It just doesn't seem well-placed for a Batman Superman story. Um, but they they've – in the world's finest comic, which I'm also not reading, um, you know, Power Girl and the Huntress have come over to Earth One from Earth Two at the end of their big Justice League fight with Darkseid. So the last thing they saw was the Justice League dying when they tumbled into, you know, the reality of the New Fifty Two. Um, and so this is the first meeting between Huntress and Power Girl with Earth One's Batman and Superman. And I really enjoyed Batman Superman. What is it? Issue 20? No, that's not right. It's issue 8. Issue 8. And so I I mentioned it to Paul, and he read it. So, Paul, I'm really curious to hear what you thought about it. I really enjoyed it. Isn't it good? I I, I wanted to give this one a shot, regardless. You know, it was was something that interested me, um, you know, this crossover. 
And but I really just I, I hesitate to pick it up because damn yeah. it, I just haven't been enjoying Batman Superman. Right. Um, like you said, and but I really it, it, you know it's written by Greg Pak, art by Jay Lee, um, and it was really well done. You know, um, and they, they they do a good job summarizing you know how they got to this point, um, and you know Batman and Huntress, you know the, I, I enjoy their interaction. You know, I enjoy seeing Power Girl's interaction with Superman and, and you know, the, the, the way when they team up, how they get along or, or don't. Right. Um, you know, so this it starts in Batman Superman 8, it continues in World's Finest 20, and then goes back to Batman Superman 9, and I guess World's Finest 21. So it's a four-part crossover. Yeah. Um, sign me up. Hell yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Well, and it was a lot of fun. And that was what I thought was missing from the earlier issues of Batman Superman that I was reading, was that it just didn't seem like fun. Yeah. You know? And just even though I, I would never characterize Jay Lee's artwork as whimsical or fun, uh, the writing really carries it. And I'm, I, I'm not bad-mouthing Jay Lee. I, <laughs> I love his artwork. Um, but his artwork always seems rather dramatic to me, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it's not the right fit, I think. Yeah. I would never, cal- I would never uh, say that his artwork was good, but it approached good-like things. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy Jay Lee's artwork. I just don't enjoy it with this story. Man, i got to be honest. I think the only interaction I want to see Power Girl with is interaction with her bra. <laughs> it, i I got to tell you, I really enjoyed it. I've read the first two issues. I've read Batman Superman number eight and, what is it, uh, uh, World's Finest number 20, and just both of them really good reads. Agreed. I, I agree. And I'm, I'm going to pick up the, the next two parts of the storyline. Yay! Yeah, so is, we'll, is, is, is the second part called Second Contact? <laughs> it's called second base, Tim. Third base. That's nice. That's it for this month's episode of Batman with Aaron and Polly and Tim. Uh, but before a we wrap up, heavy, a comic book heavy episode of Batman with Aaron and Polly and Tim. Yeah, you know this. Unfortunately, this week's or this month's episode, we, we don't have a commentary on, you know, a Batman animated episode. But we will make up for it next month. Do we not have a commentary because we just don't have anything else to say? No, oh, no there's plenty there's, of stuff, there's to stuff to say. Yeah, there's stuff to say. <laughs> are there other words? There, there are plenty of words. But I think there was just a lot of news this month, and you know, a lot of comics to to chat about. Um, but there are a couple things I want to, you know, uh, let you guys know before we wrap up. Not you guys, you Aaron and Tim, but the you, the listeners. Um, use, use guys. Use guys. Um, last month's or then our first episode of Aaron and Paulie, we had our very first, uh, you know, Batman contest 
Oh, are we announcing a winner? Yeah. Right. Are we right. not? I, no, I, I think it sounds great. I've got my fingers crossed. I entered a couple of times. Oh, okay. Um, well, Aaron, you're not the winner. Fuck! <laughs> so you can go, rigged. You can go brood in the corner. Um, Damn it! You and Red Hood. <laughs> but our winner of this week of this month's uh, contest is Bernie, who left a, a couple of comments on our um, Batman with Aaron and Pauly post on ideologyofmadness.com. Uh, our first episode, which was called Welcome to Gothtopia, we went over our favorite Batman songs, and Bernie left us a, you know, a, I'm not going to read his whole comment, he left a, a rather lengthy comment about um, his love for Batman music uh, and video game music, and he enjoyed that we talked about video game music. Um, so, Bernie, we will be in touch, um, or if you're listening and we haven't contacted you, go ahead and contact us. Uh, because we are, you are. I'm not taking winner. Bernie's calls anymore. <laughs> it doesn't sound like Bernie picked Bat Dance, so f- the heck with that. <laughs> I'll contact Bernie because Bernie, you, you are the call. winner of a uh, Batman Death of the Family hardcover, uh, Volume Three. Uh, congratulations! That's a pretty sweet book. I, I happen to already own it, and it comes with a plate of face. Yes, <laughs> it does. Num. And so you know, I, I, I'm going to actually continue on with a uh, a second contest. All right. This one, I'm a shoe-in for the second contest. Yeah, sure. We'll get right on that. <laughs> so, you know, for this month's episode of Batman with Aaron and Polly, we are going to give and we are going to give away Beware the Batman, Shadows of Gotham, Season 1, Part 1, either on DVD or Blu-ray, um, you know, depending on, you know, what your preference is. And so, you know, it just recently came out. There is a Blu-ray edition. There's a DVD edition. It contains the first 13 episodes of Beware the Batman, um, you know, the underrated uh, Cartoon Network uh, CG animated TV series. Uh, I'm sorry, did you say unrated? <laughs> underrated. Oh, oh, okay. I was hoping for the special sexy edition of Batman. <laughs> sexy edition. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it, actually, it's not rated, but it's not like that. Oh, okay. um, it's just TV. Okay. And so, uh, you know, like I said, Shadows of Gotham, uh, Season 1, Part 1, Blu-ray, or DVD of Beware the Batman. And to enter to win that, you can either leave us a comment on this episode at ideologyofmadness.com, or you can give us a call on our Ideology of Madness hotline. Uh, that number is... 972-763-5903. That number, once again, is 972-763-5903. All right. And, uh, you know, leave... Give us a call on that number. Leave us a voicemail telling us what you thought of this episode. Give us ideas for future episodes. Um, and it's next episode, though. I'm sorry? But not next episode. No, no, no. Um, Grace, or next episode. <laughs> but if your voicemail or your, you know, your uh, comment is chosen, uh, you will be the winner of this, uh, you know, this awesome prize. So um, you know, just like Bernie. Now, Tim, you said next episode. What do you have in store for next episode? Next episode is going to be our March Madness episode. So we're going to talk about villainy. We're going to have a little villains bracket. We're going to talk about, you know, who's the head Batman villain. We're gonna we're gonna put them together. We're gonna see how the draws go. Um, don't put any money on Ragdoll. He's probably not going to win. But that's the plan. The plan is March Madness, talking about Batman villains. And uh, having a little fun with that. So look for that next episode on Batman with Aaron and Polly.
Batman with Aaron and Polly is a production of ideologyofmadness.com. Batman is copyright DC Comics. Got a question or comment? Leave us a message on the Ideology of Madness hotline at 972-763-5903. If we use your voicemail on the show, you could win a valuable Ideology of Madness surprise. No adolescent boy sidekicks were injured during the production of this podcast.